Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that'll help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Aaron Shafawalaf, my colleague at MRM. In yesterday's show, we were talking about an evangelism experience that Aaron had while he was sharing the gospel down in Provo, Utah, and it was with a young man by the name of Noah. And so, Aaron, you were sharing some of the things that you had brought up to this individual, and I, we didn't have time to actually learn how did Noah respond. And, and I feel kind of bad because I probably built this huge <laughs> anticipation of our listeners. And actually, it was kind of disappointing, really, because that was about it. Why don't you, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. You share some questions with this Latter-day Saint who came to you, by the yeah. way. He came up to you and had questions, and you shared some things with this individual named Noah, and then what happened? Well, it, there really wasn't much to follow that. He, he said, well, that's what I needed to know. Thank you. And he walked away. And so there wasn't much to, to, to consider in terms of response. But um, that happens sometimes. Oh, sometimes oh, yeah. that will happen. They, they just want to hear your answer. So you give a concise answer, something for them to think about. And though it may disappoint us personally, because we want to continue the conversation with this individual, what can you do? That, that's what they wanted to hear. You gave it to them very concisely, and they were happy with yeah. that. Paul says, one man sows, another man reaps. I am an unapologetic lover of stranger evangelism. I am like the, the farmer with overalls and a sack of seed, just indiscriminately casting seed out into the ground and falling on different kinds of soils. Now, I will follow that up and say, I do think a lot of reaping happens in relationships where people are able to nurture and water seeds, but not everybody has the same position or role to play in the broader scheme of things. God is at work. I'm also very optimistic here. I don't feel like God's word needs to be uh, supplemented or aided or helped ultimately. God's word both informs and it performs. What, what I mean by that is God is both giving us information through his word and he is accomplishing his purposes in the sharing of his word. So I feel very confident and optimistic that as I share God's word in brief encounters like this, that God is going to take this and perhaps add other Christians to their life, hopefully. I, I would love to be the follow-up, but perhaps somebody else. If God is at work by the Holy Spirit in someone like this, they are going to seek further encounters out with the Word of God and with Christians. I guess you could say we're kind of the first responders. We're the one that is trying to pique an interest 
with that individual, giving them some information to think about. Who knows what Noah was thinking as he walked away? Uh, I have wished so many times that I could listen to a conversation between two missionaries who just left my house after about an hour and a half of talking to them. I would love to know what did they bring up privately after they left my home. I've not been given that privilege to know these things. I can only hope that the experience was a positive one for them, even though it may have been a challenging one for them. And I hope at the same time that I have presented a positive witness for the name of Christ. I certainly don't want to bring any shame to the name of Christ through something I may have said that was out of line or maybe some kind of behavioral problem that I might have brought up in the conversation. Yeah. Next, I was able to speak with a mother and her daughter. So there was a a student at BYU and a visiting mother to the campus. And the mother said that her daughter was with her, had seen us there for weeks. So we had had a regular presence at this corner. The daughter kept seeing that we were there and she was curious about who we were. And I think she wanted to talk to us and maybe her mother helped her have you know some bravery to come up and talk to us. So they decided to walk over and meet us, and she explained, the mother, that she had another daughter that who had converted to evangelicalism, and that this daughter had married an evangelical young man. And she said that he was a good man, and that her daughter had become, this other daughter, very passionate about discussing the differences between Mormonism and Christianity. So you could tell that this was a very relationally weighty thing for her. So she had her LDS daughter with her and she was speaking about her evangelical daughter who was not with her. Now you could see there was a lot going on and and she kept repeating to me that in the end, we all worshiped the same Jesus. You could tell she was very motivated to establish that idea. And I told her as gently as I could, you could tell there was a lot of emotion here. So I was trying to be super kind. It was a special kind of dynamic. I said, we did think differently, that we have a different Jesus and a different gospel and a different God. But I like to say this, I'd be happy to talk about it. That's just, that's my way of trying to be invitational. It's my way of trying to be kind. Saying something hard and then following it up by saying, but I'd be glad to talk about it. I'd be glad to discuss that with you. She did not want to discuss it. You could tell that This was already a lot for her to even come up and say as much as she had said and to hear as much as she had heard. So I encouraged them to watch some GodLovesMormons.com videos. And these are videos that Bradley Campbell has worked on to be a very gentle introduction to Christian doctrine. And And we have several of them embedded in our website at MRM.org. So we have a lot of those videos that tackle various aspects of Mormonism, certain verses from the Bible and how Latter-day Saints interpret those. Very good videos, and I strongly recommend them. The LDS daughter who was with her, she seemed really, really eager to follow up and, and watch those videos. And I could only imagine what kind of conversations she has with her sister and her mother. She has to have all sorts of thoughts going on. So I, it was important for me to give them a good interaction And again, I'd say, when you have to say something hard, you can follow it up by saying, and I'd be glad to talk about that with you. We often interpret a hard statement as a push-off, 
get away from me. Uh, I want to drop a, a bomb here and, and cause a relational rift. I'm not saying these things to push you away. I want to draw you in. So please, I know what I've just said is a hard thing. Can we please discuss it with each other? And that was it. They, they walked away, and um, I hope we get a follow-up interaction. Interestingly, after this, I gave a tract to another student who was passing by, but he ended up being an atheist who goes to UVU, which is the Utah Valley University institution just north of BYU. I speak a bit uh, cheekily here, but if you're a good Mormon, you go to BYU. Uh, if you're a, a bit underperforming, maybe on, on your, your grades or your, your scores, or if you're you know a Jack Mormon, or if you're a non-Mormon in the Utah Valley, you go to UVU instead. Uh, so different dynamics, much more liberal. Well, I don't know these days. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so he was visiting the BYU campus to pick up his wife, who was Mormon, and he said that he was an ex-Mormon. I think I asked him, have you ever heard any arguments for the existence of God? And a lot of times an atheist will say no, which is interesting. So I said, may I offer one to you? May I, may I give one to you? And he, he reluctantly agreed. So I started to explain the moral argument for God, which is essentially that without God, there are no objective moral values or duties. There's no ultimate and absolute good or evil in the absence of God which is different than saying, if you don't believe in God, there's no good or evil in your life. And it's, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if God didn't exist, there would be a, no objective standard, uh, no foundation for even the idea of absolute right or wrong or objective good or evil. Yeah, it goes back to what Dostoevsky said. If there is no God, all things are permissible. Mm-hmm. Who are you to say, I can't believe or do thus and thus? He interrupted me. And he said, I have one question. Where do you stand on LGBTQ issues? Mm-hmm. And I said, I hold to a historic Christian sexual ethic and that marriage was between one man and one woman. And he said, that's all I need to know. And he abruptly and dramatically walked away such that I could not even respond to that. So, I mean, that was that. I was done. That's and- a big issue right now. And we are coming across a lot of former Latter-day Saints who have left because of that issue. And how this plays out in the future of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to be very interesting because whenever that comes up, I have never, and I mean this sincerely, folks, I have never heard any LDS leader ever point to biblical passages that specifically address this issue. They will sometimes point to their proclamation of the family, which is a document signed by the First Presidency of the LDS Church at that time, but they don't go to what Scripture has to say on this. In fact, as of April 4th, 2019, uh, I'll quote from the LDS Church website, quote, the church will no longer characterize same-sex marriage by a church member as apostasy for purposes of church discipline, although it is still considered a serious transgression. So there's a bit of pharisaical parsing here, but they say that it's no longer considered grounds for apostasy. It's no longer considered an act of apostasy, same-sex marriage. This is the LDS church. I, I would not have predicted they would go that far. Five years ago, if you asked me, will the LDS Church ever go that far? I, I would have thought it not possible. It's, it's most definitely a radical shift that's happened quite rapidly. 
We're seeing the same kind of tension within Christian circles, too, because we are seeing professing Christians making this an issue as well. I find many times it happens not because of their understanding of what the New Testament specifically says about this, but their position usually is more based on a friendship that they may have with an individual who is engaged in that kind of behavior. The problem, of course, for us as Christians is is if the Bible tells us that this kind of behavior is going to lead to some consequences in the next life, if you have a true love for that individual, you would think you would want to share that with them instead of enabling them in that kind of behavior. That's, that's the problem that I have personally when people enable others in a behavior that the Bible specifically speaks against. How is that really showing them Christian love? I think that's a, an inconsistency that all of us as believers need to consider. In tomorrow's show, we're going to continue talking with Aaron about some more of the experience that he has had down in Utah County, sharing his faith with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. Pastor, could your congregation benefit from a presentation that explains the differences between Mormonism and New Testament Christianity? MRM's Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson would be honored to come to your church. Whether it's a single crash course or a weekend symposium, hundreds of churches have benefited from their fully documented and easy-to-understand PowerPoint presentations. If you'd like to schedule MRM at your church, simply write us at contact at mrm.org. Again, that's contact at mrm.org.